Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 15. And tonight we'll be looking at chapter 15, verse 6 through 16, verse 7. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to begin looking at the vile judgments. Now we are now in the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. And the seven vile judgments will take up these last three and a half years. Now, the last three and a half years is called the Great Tribulation, and what we're going to see is these judgments are worse than any of the judgments that had come before. <coughs> now, there are a couple of things to consider, and these are two views that are held. The first view is, is that these seven judgments happen immediately and then the effects of these judgments carry through the last three and a half years. So they all happen at once and then the effects just carry on over. The other view is that these judgments are spaced evenly so you would have one judgment take place every 180 days. So roughly every six months, you would have a judgment fall during these last three and a half years, with the final judgment being the widespread destruction that will happen. I believe that these judgments are spaced evenly over the last three and a half years. So you have every six months a judgment that is progressively worse until the last judgment that is poured out, which is widespread destruction. Now, once these judgments are poured out, the effects do not leave. We actually see this with the first judgment that takes place. And then if you look at the fifth judgment, the effects of the first judgment are still taking place. So the judgments, when they take place, they last the entirety of the three and a half years. It's not the judgment falls and then Six months later, that judgment is pulled back and then another one happens. No, the, the effects continue during this time. So what happens is, is they build upon each other, progressively getting worse and worse. So tonight we're going to look at the first three of these judgments Look at Revelation chapter 15, and we'll be reading verses 6 through 16, verse 7. It's written, And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, 
full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus, for they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy, thy judgments. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship just give us an insight and understanding into your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would just help us to learn and help us just to apply what we learn tonight into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those, again, that could not make it tonight, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight. Just give me the words to say that it would just touch and edify those that are here. And Lord, Again, I just pray if there's anyone that needs to receive Christ tonight, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> now, again, these judgments take place during the last three and a half years of the tribulation. So what we have seen thus far is leading up into this last part of the tribulation, we have the Antichrist instituting his mark and people taking this mark and then people worshiping the image that the Antichrist sets up. Now, one thing to note, and this is something we discussed the last time, once they take the mark of the beast, it's over for them. There's no chance of redemption once they take his mark. They've pretty much made up their mind. They've made their choice. They are worshiping the Antichrist. They are worshiping Satan. So what we see is in chapter 15, verses 6 through 8, we see the angels coming out of the temple in heaven. And what we're going to see is the first <coughs> judgment that befalls once these angels start pouring out their vials after they leave the temple and they start to pour out their vials, these judgments start affecting the ones who took the mark of the beast the ones that are worshiping the Antichrist. That's who these are affecting, these judgments. 
So what happens is, is you have the seven angels coming out of the temple of God, and it says they have the seven plagues. God has given them these plagues to pour out upon the earth. And it says that when they are leaving the temple, it says they are clothed in pure and white linen and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Basically, their clothing matches the clothing that John had saw Christ wearing at the beginning of the book of Revelation. So we see the holiness of these angels as compared to the plagues they are carrying. There's a contrast there. These angels look beautiful coming out of the temple, yet they're holding these plagues that are about to be poured out upon the earth. So what this is showing us is, is that the plagues that are going to fall upon the earth are coming from a holy God. He is pouring out his wrath upon sin. That's why you see this contrast. And then what happens is, is when they're coming out of the temple and they have these plagues, then one of the four beasts that is near the altar starts giving them vials. And it says the vials are full of the wrath of God. So you have a vial full of God's wrath and they're holding these plagues. Basically, the wrath and the plagues are going to be poured out together upon the earth. So God's wrath and the plagues are being poured out. And if you notice in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the wrath of God, it talks about it being poured out. Like water being poured out of something. Basically, what this is giving us is an image of, if you think of a tsunami hitting a coastline. That's how the wrath of God hits. It's like an all-encompassing wave that comes out. And that's why it's, it's said to be poured out like it is say that it's being poured out without mixture. It hits like a wave when it hits. So what happens is, is these angels have the plagues, they get the, wrath, the vials full of God's wrath. And then it says, if you look in verse 8, the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Imagine that. God's wrath, his glory, his holiness is filling the temple, and it's such that no one can enter it. He's basically shut the temple off from anyone entering it because his wrath is so fierce, because it's about to be poured out. That's what that means. It also means something else. He's closed the temple until the end of the plagues. What do you think that means? 
His mercy is shut off. Mercy will not be shown during this time. His wrath is so fierce, he's closed the temple to mercy. He's not going to show any mercy. The temple is shut until this is over. It also means something else. The altar is outside of the temple where the prayers of the saints come in. He's not going to hear any prayer from the people that are crying out for mercy. Remember, we're in the great tribulation. He's closed the temple. His mercy is not going to be shown. And then what he says, what it says in chapter 16, verse 1, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. So he tells the angels from the temple to go and start. Go and start pouring out your wrath. Basically, do not delay in what has to be done. Now, we don't see him doing that in any of their other judgments. But with this judgment, the starting of this, these judgments, he tells them not to delay what has to happen. They're to automatically go and start. And that's what happens. As soon as he says this, the first angel pours out his vial. It says, in the first angel or the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And look at what happens. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshiped his image. Noisome and grievous. The Greek words can also mean foul and evil. Basically, these are horrendous sores. They're awful. They're foul. They're painful. And it only affects the people that have taken the mark of the beast and have worshipped the image that Antichrist has set up. So, Again, remember, we have seen some of the earlier judgments being targeted for specific things. This first judgment targets specific people, the followers of the Antichrist. Now remember, by this time, the majority of the people on the planet have taken the mark of the beast. Because Antichrist is killing the people that don't have the mark. Israel has fled its homeland. They're, they're in hiding. The judgment does not befall the Jews that are in hiding. Only the people that have taken the mark of the beast. And then all the people that have not taken the mark of the beast that are Gentiles have been killed. 
by this time. So it's only affecting the people that are following the Antichrist. And pretty much this plague that hits them is these painful sores. And as we see, if you look in verse 11, it says that they blaspheme the God of heaven because of the pains and their sores. So even by the, the fifth vial, they still have these sores. So if you're talking the fifth vial, you're talking two and a half, two to two and a half years by this time that they've had these sores. So once the judgment is poured out, God does not take it back. It continues. And we see this also with the second vial. Now, if you go back and you look at the trumpet judgments, when the trumpet judgments took place, the second trumpet judgment affected a third of the sea. It said a third of the sea became blood. Now, the entire ocean, all of the oceans covering the earth are affected by this. It says, the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea and it became as the blood of a dead man and every living soul died in the sea. Think about that. All the seas become as the blood of a dead man. What is the blood of a dead man like? Well, it's thick, it's coagulating, it's rotten. And that's pretty much what happens to all the oceans. And as a result, every living creature in the ocean dies. Now, how much of this earth is covered by ocean? What is it, 75%? Imagine 75% of this planet becoming rotting blood. And then all the animals that are in the ocean, the billions upon billions of animals in the ocean dying. What is that going to smell like? That smell is going to cover the entire planet. The stench will cover the entire planet, but also disease is going to break out because of this. Not to mention the fact that can ocean-going vessels float on blood? No. There's not going to be any trade by ocean. It's going to affect economies. It's going to affect the food supply. And disease is going to break out all over the planet because of this. So imagine what's going to happen 
all over the planet just because of this one judgment. All of the seas becoming like blood. And then it gets worse. Because this judgment just affects salt water. And yes, there are places on this planet where they use salt water and they pull the salt water in and they get the salt out of it and they, they use it as drinking water so they're not going to have any drinking water from this. But it gets worse because the next judgment affects all of the fresh water. So look at the next judgment. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. Now think about that. All the rivers and fountains, all the fresh water becomes blood. But look at what it says. And I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and lust and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus, for they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Now, this punishment, again, is focused on the Antichrist and his followers. The ones that have killed the saints and the prophets. Now, basically what God is doing is giving them blood to drink. Now, I want to give two thoughts on this. If this is water mixed with blood, as disgusting as that would be, that would be drinkable. And if he's giving them blood to drink and the people become desperate enough because of thirst, they will have to drink that. And I believe that's what happens. Because it doesn't say any of the freshwater animals die. So this is affecting the drinking water. Basically, Whenever they're pulling the water out of the ground to drink, it turns to this mixture of water blood. That's what I believe. So it affects their drinking water. They have no water to drink. They have to drink this. So that would mean even bottled water. Anything that has water in it turns into this whenever they try to drink it. But there is another, another thought there, that it does literally turn into blood and is undrinkable, thus they start to go thirsty. So you have two thoughts there on what happens. Either way, it's going to be widespread suffering because people would not want to really drink that. They would rather go thirsty than drink blood. But when they get desperate enough, 
they'll have to start drinking it. Now remember, this continues to go on. And if the people refuse to drink this, look at the next judgment. God scorches them with heat. They're going to have to drink it. Because he scorches them with heat. What happens when you get hot? You get thirsty. So he forces this upon them. So they're going, there's going to be widespread suffering with this. And they're going to have to satisfy their thirst. Now, these are the first three judgments that are being poured out. The next, they, become, they, they get worse and worse. But if you think about something, one need not go through this. Receive Christ now. That's why the scripture says now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Receive Christ now before it's too late. And it's getting close to the return of Christ. We can see that just because of what's happening in this country, what's happening around the world. I was reading something today where they were having a, a pagan festival in Texas. And you had people there worshiping Satan. Getting upside down crosses put on their foreheads and being unbaptized and screaming out, Hail Satan. And you had Christians there praying for these people. But that's going on. And we can see that the time is getting short. One need not go through these judgments. All they have to do is receive Christ now before it's too late. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray, as we go into this time of invitation, if there's anyone listening to this message that needs to receive you, Lord, I just pray that you, they would open up their heart to you and just let you in. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us and just overshadow us through your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Steve.